Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. And welcome. My name is Sunny. I am Sunlight's community manager, and I'm also a mom of two kids in second and seventh grades who have used Sunlight since preschool. Today, I'm being joined by Judy and Lisa. Ladies, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. It's good to be here. Sunny, my name is Judy. I am Sunlight's um, marketing sales manager. I'm also a retired homeschool mom of three amazing adults and now have grandchildren who've come along and are using sunlight. So multiple generations here. And I'm Lisa. I'm one of the sunlight mentors. I um, work at conventions and I am a retired homeschool mom. My youngest graduated just this year. And just today I got a text from her. She made an A on her first history test. She was so excited (laughs) because she was very nervous, Um, but she, uh, said she only missed two questions. So yay, sunlight. (laughs) That's outstanding. So it's common for everyone to feel isolated and overwhelmed at times, but this of course can be magnified when you're a homeschooling parent. The good news is that with sunlight, you have the support and the community you need to homeschool. So let's jump right in. Well, why should finding a homeschool community be a priority for you? It was a huge consideration um, back when my oldest was starting kindergarten. Several of my friends were talking to me about homeschooling and there was a co-op and I said, well, if someone can get me into that co-op, then perhaps I shall consider this homeschooling thing. But you really do need to find a community, whether it's a co-op or online or just some friends from church or whatever, the soccer team, wherever you meet homeschoolers, because it is an isolating job and it's a hard job and it's a little bit against the grain. It's becoming more and more less against the grain, but you are doing something that's different. And when we do something that's different, support comes in numbers. And so when we can find our people, we feel more comfortable. We're not the wacky one out on the fringes. And I think too, it's, it's easy to, um, when you feel alone, really get lost in the forest um, because your issues, you're sure are only your own and no one else has ever gone through this before. And so certainly a community is helpful because sometimes it's just nice to hear someone say, you know, I had that same experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's helpful because like you said, homeschooling is not the common thing that a lot of parents do. And so, you know, having people that know what you're going through or maybe have been there first is definitely an asset when you're in the weeds like that. Mm -hmm. And how do you decide what you're looking for in a homeschool community? Lisa, you mentioned a co-op. What are some of the options and, and what would you want to consider as important things when you're looking for a community? For us, the co-op was about community. They brought in dads who had some flexible time to teach PE, moms who were musically gifted who maybe led a music class. 
Um, we didn't do anything that was rigorously academic. And I know there are some co-ops that are like that. And if that's what you're looking for, I think that's awesome. It was not what we were looking for. We were just looking for community, a place to go to meet kids who didn't think my kids were weird because they didn't go to school, for me to meet moms who didn't think I was weird because I didn't send my kids to school. And like Judy said, ones that were experiencing the same thing. Um, it was important to me to have moms who were further down the road than me in the co-op. I didn't want to be in a co-op of just first time homeschool kindergarten moms. That wouldn't help me. Um, but to have moms who had kids who were older, who, um, and it only had to be a year or two older, just who had done a little bit more than I had, who had a little more experience with reporting at the end of the year or selecting curriculum or finding ways to play sports or whatever it was. I just wanted moms who were a bit further down the road than I was. We actually um, joined a co-op. Actually, I helped to start a co-op and academics was something that we were looking for. Um, primarily, we were looking for um, the type of academics where you can do things better in a group, like a biology lab or a public speaking class or things that were just helpful to have more than just your child um, sitting in the class, so to speak. I also um, was looking for um, spiritual encouragement and for um, moms who like Lisa said, weren't looking at me cross-eyed because my kids um, were not in public school. And so I was also part of a um, homeschooling mom's Bible study um, early on when we started homeschooling. So it doesn't always have to be a co-op, I guess is my point, just whatever uh, type of community fills the need that you've identified for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think time is another consideration. I think early on, it's, it's, I don't know, you feel like you have to do everything and be involved in everything. And I know for me personally, I had to learn to figure out how much time do I actually have to do things? Am I going to be driving everywhere? Or is this something that my child is benefiting from more than it's a strain? <laughs> so that's definitely something that I found I had to consider as well. Um, but how do you find your local homeschool community, especially if you're brand new to homeschooling and maybe don't know where to look, or if you just moved to a new area and you're trying to find a homeschool community there? Well, we... Um... One resource that we had that was very helpful was we belonged to our state's um, homeschool organization. So we homeschooled in New York, and the state organization is called Loving Education at Home, LEA for short. And so they held um, regular meetings. They also had a newsletter they sent out. And so that was a really great way to identify because they would advertise and talk about different communities in the state, depending on where you were located. Um, I live in a rural area. Uh, and so actually our local library would often have postings on their bulletin board, their community bulletin board that talked about homeschool groups that were meeting. So sometimes a library is not a bad place to look. And our church happened to have a number of families that were homeschooling. And so sometimes your church is a good place to find community. I tell people all of those things when I talk to them. Another thing to do is to go somewhere where kids are during the day. 
but it's not school kids because school's in. So if you go to your park or to library story time, or if the skating rink is open or places like that where moms are gonna take their kids and you see older kids that should be in school, but they're not, um, that's a great place to meet people. And, and really, I like to tell new moms, it only takes meeting that one person you know, if I can meet you, Sunny, and you're already plugged in, well, you're going to introduce me to Judy and all the other people. And then I'm going to find my people from there. I just need that introduction. Just like when you're looking for a job, you just need one person who can open the door and then you can do the rest of the work. Um, so I think if you can just find that one or two moms, and even at Starbucks, you know, if you go to Starbucks in the middle of the afternoon, chances are you're going to see a mom there with kids doing a little spelling test while she's getting a latte. Um, but just one person is all you need. And they'll, they'll let you know where all the things are. Yeah, that's a great point. We have met more families in play places on school days than <laughs> I think we have anywhere else, probably. Uh, the other tool I like is Google. Um, when I started homeschooling, and then again, when we moved to a new state, the first thing I did was Google, how do I homeschool in this state to make sure that I was within all the, the legal guidelines. And then after that, I started Googling homeschool opportunities, homeschool enrichment, things like that. I love to look for advertisements for reduced or free homeschool admission days at local museums and things like that as well. Um, so the, there's plenty of opportunities, I think, if you start looking. And like you said, Lisa, if you find that one homeschool mom, she can probably get you plugged in with a great group in the area. And you're mm -hmm. using Google shows that you're a younger mom. Yes. Than oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Google has been around the entire time I've homeschooled. So that's helpful. Yeah. Um, and then also a homeschool community is a great place to find a mentor. How would you define a homeschool mentor and why might it be important to have one? Well, I think a mentor, if you look at a biblical definition, like from the book of Titus, um, a mentor is someone who is older than you. Um, now, I don't think that necessarily means chronologically older always. Um, I think it can also mean um, older or having spent more time doing what it is you're looking for a mentor in. And so when I started homeschooling, I was looking for someone who was a little further down the path or on the journey than I was. So I could talk to someone who had been there and done that, not necessarily someone who was at the same place on the journey as I was. And we were both um, just as clueless as the other. So I think a mentor is someone who is older, either chronologically or in the amount of time they've spent homeschooling. And I do think it's important to find a mentor who has like-mindedness with you. There are people who are further down the journey, but have different goals or background than you do. And not that we have to only surround ourselves with people who are just like us. But when we're looking for that trusted person, I think it's important to find out what are their goals? Where are they actually headed before we jump on their train, so to speak? Um, I think it's important to, to talk, make sure personalities mesh, goals are in line, um, all of those kinds of things. In preparation, I was looking at Titus too, thinking about those kinds of things and really considering um, 
thinking back about the people who have come alongside me in my homeschooling journey and just thanking the Lord for putting them in my life that that played such a huge part in being able to do this for 17 years. You know, my intention when I started was one year. <laughs> that was more that different one or two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Lisa, you started talking about some of the qualities to look for in a mentor too. Judy, do you have anything to add to that as far as what types of qualities you should be looking for in someone that you're considering as a mentor? Well, it, it may sound a little odd, but I was looking for someone who um, was a gentle spirit, but also someone who didn't get frazzled easily. Um, my own experience with parenting to begin with, and then with homeschooling multiple children was that there were some days when I was ready to climb the walls or tear my hair out. And, and um, I wanted to find a person, a mentor whose personality was such that there wasn't a lot that just really shook them or that they were easily panicked. And so um, I looked for someone who just seemed to have a calmness of spirit. Yeah, that's a great point. And I know um, the idea of a mentor can sound kind of intimidating. I know when I hear that word, I think of like a business mentor, you know, fostering your career path or something like that. Um, and I think remembering that within your community, you're already spending time with these people. So it doesn't have to be quite that intimidating. Um, but you do want somebody who's trustworthy, I think, um, who is going, if you're really struggling, you don't want to share something with somebody who is then going to spread that around or talk negatively about you to other people. Um, so finding somebody that you can trust with that information and, and maybe that vulnerability that you're feeling at that time um, and then also somebody that's going to be honest with you. You don't want somebody who's all sunshine and roses or somebody who's just going to point out the negatives. You want somebody who, like you said, Judy, is not going to get frazzled, but can still be realistic and, and help equip you, I think, versus mm -hmm. just telling you what you want to hear. Yes. And if you don't know anyone else who homeschools in your area, we do have our Sunlight Mentors. Can you two please describe what our Sunlight Mentors do and how they assist our Sunlight families? Well, I've um, been a mentor. This is my second year. And mostly what I do is encourage, um, just like we were saying, when you get lonely, frustrated, feeling isolated, it is nice to have someone who's been there, done that, survived. Um, so I do a lot of encouraging, but we are also available to brainstorm ideas. You know, when you're struggling and you've done all the things that you can think of to do, obviously they didn't work or you wouldn't still be looking for help. So um, the mentors are great at just giving a different perspective, maybe sharing some things that worked in our families or that we know have worked and just a different idea. Sometimes even hearing something, even if it was your thought, hearing someone else say it validates your thought. Just like when we're new moms, you know, we're, we don't know what to do with the baby. And even though our instinct tells us to do something when we call our mom or call our sister, whoever, and they say, oh, you should just do that. And you're like, oh, thanks. I thought of that, but it didn't sound right when I said it. So we, we do a lot of just brainstorming and trying to help solve things that are coming up. 
All right. And what would you say you're asked most often as a mentor? Well, I don't know about asked most often, but most often encouraging is what mm -hmm. I do. Um, I do think that it's easy to get bogged down. And as you're learning the new part of your job as a mom, being a homeschool teacher, it is a little frustrating or intimidating or hard, all of those things. So a lot of times it's just an encouragement. You can do this. You're the best mom for your children. You don't have to be a perfect mom, but the Lord knew that you were the perfect mom for the children that he gave you. And he has equipped you for this task. And so be encouraged, you know, just know that you're not out there on an island. No one has abandoned you. Uh, and encouraging is most of what I do. Great. Yeah. So our mentors encourage, like you said, and answer questions in our Sunlight app, which is also where you can find our online connections community. So can you two share the benefits of the app for those who might not be familiar with it? Well, one of I the things, go ahead. <laughs> Think the app is a great place to crowdsource information. Um, just even the people who aren't mentors, um, they have great ideas and asking just for a varied expanse of experience is a great place to do it. It's also a great place to celebrate your success because the moms there get it. They will be excited with you. I think too, there, there are a lot of um, obviously social media um, outlets out there. But the nice thing about Sunlight's app is it's just sunlight. And so you're not having to wade through um, so many other things when really all you have is questions about how to use sunlight or want to talk to people who are also doing it. So I think the fact that it's exclusively sunlight is also a benefit. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> and, and it's a great place to find someone who's doing almost exactly the same thing that you are doing, not just sunlight, but sunlight HBLB. And, mm -hmm. you know, chances are you might even be on the same week, especially at the beginning of the school year. As the school year gets by, that may fall away, but they're reading the same books or they're having the same experience and that that's awesome. Yes, those are always my favorite posts to see, oh, we just read this and we love this book and whether I'm reading that one this year or read it before, it always gets exciting to see some of our favorite books mentioned, you know, or people asking for advice, which books should I not miss? You know, I love those posts just to see what everybody says they like the best um, or what they recommend. And then we also have everything divided by the stage of life you're in. So you can go to specific groups if you have like a middle schooler or a high schooler or you're struggling with a learning challenge or something like that. Um, so those are great features. And then there's a teacher's connection section for new sunlighters this year. So not necessarily new to homeschool, but new to sunlight um, where they can get advice tailored to the stage that they're in. Um, and we should remind everyone if they have not signed up for the app that they do get a $15 sunlight coupon. So that's a good reason to join. Um, and then our other online connections option is the Sunlight Connections group on Facebook. So if you do use social media, you can join that group as well. Um, but like Judy mentioned, the app is completely free of social media and it's sunlight specific. So that's really helpful, I think. 
Um, and the nice thing about our online connections community that you both referenced is that you can ask or answer questions, celebrate things that have gone well. Um, and But how does a homeschooling parent who's reading all of these things know when they're ready to step into a mentor role themselves? Do you ever feel like you're ready or like you know enough? <laughs> well, I say all the time, I have to <laughs> learn something every day. Um, I don't think we ever stop learning. We shouldn't ever stop learning. But if someone has some experience, is asking a question about something that you have already done, then you're ready to be a mentor to that person. Now, you don't necessarily have to mentor their whole homeschooling journey, but if they're wondering, how did you do all the voices in Red Cells to Capri and you finished it last week? Well, you are an expert on that. So feel free to jump in and answer that question. I might need some tips on that. We're doing Red Seals to Capri right now. <laughs> <laughs> All that dialogue in the voices, it's tricky. <laughs> it is. But yeah, I think like you said, if you've experienced something, I mean, there's some things that you can help with and some you can't. And I think that's where the online connections groups are so great because you can kind of read through and see what everybody else is going through. And sometimes you'll be able to answer and sometimes you're the one asking the question and you know, you might think, okay, things are going well, we know what's happening, and then life throws you a curveball, or your next child doesn't learn the same way your first one did, um, and then you're the one on there asking for help. So I think it's great, like you said, to crowdsource and get information, you know, from the other Sunlight parents, other homeschoolers who know what you're going through. I have more than once read something that I didn't feel qualified to answer, and then later on in my homeschool journey, had that and remembered, oh, well, when I read about this, this is what they said. Let me try that. So even if it's not, not applicable to you right now, or if you don't feel qualified, read through. It's all, all good advice and it'll come back when you need it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think being open to, to, you know, something comes up and then being ready and willing to answer you know, you don't have to be the expert. You definitely don't know everything necessarily, but just being ready and willing to help if somebody has a concern or question or needs homeschool advice and you've been doing it a little bit longer. I think that's super helpful to people. So thank you so much, you guys, for joining me today and sharing some of the benefits of community mentors and ways to find them. But do you have anything else you'd like to share or any additional encouragement to offer our homeschool parents? I think it would just be to say, don't hesitate to look for a community or for encouragement. I think, um, especially in today's culture, we find ourselves um, just being very independent and, uh, you know, kind of an island unto ourselves. And um, there's really nothing wrong with asking or seeking or looking. Um, and odds are you will be very surprised at how much being part of a community can encourage you and help to make your journey a little bit easier. So don't hesitate to ask. That's great advice. I think sometimes we are afraid of being judged. Why would they ask that question? That's a dumb question. But really, there are no dumb questions. If you have a question, you obviously are struggling with something. Let, let someone help you. 
there's no need to struggle. I told that to my kids all the time. There's no need to sit over there and struggle aimlessly when you have someone who's willing and able to help you. And all you have to do is ask. Um, you know, they didn't want to hear that very often, but it, you know, <laughs> once they came to the realization, oh, you know, mom might actually know how to do that. And she will help me if I ask, um, you know, then they're like, oh, I don't know why I struggled for so long because all I had to do was ask you. So there are no stupid questions. Um, we are happy to answer all the questions. Right, absolutely. Like you guys said, yeah, I think sometimes we want to do it ourselves, figure it out on our own and, and be independent. Um, but there is no harm in asking. There's probably somebody else that has thought the same thing and been there. And yeah, I think most of the time when you do ask, you realize people do want to help you and they're willing to encourage you or at the very least pray for your situation. Um, and I mean, that's going to help more than anything anyway, right? So um, yeah, it's definitely something there's no harm in asking. Don't be scared to ask. I know this is kind of hard for me. I'm an independent introvert. And so I've had to learn that as I've gotten older, you know, that, yeah, there's no, nothing wrong with asking. People are not judging you as harshly as you may think they are. And they can offer you a lot of insight that will make your journey and your life a lot easier if you ask for that help. So do you guys have anything else to add before we wrap up? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.